Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. And now let's all get serious. Songs by Blondie, The Cars, Devo, Journey, The Police, Ario Speedwagon, Tommy Tuto, and more. The Last American Virgin. See it or be it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, you there? Yeah, what's okay, up? Cool. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Ah. So, ah, there we go. Now I'm in the frame. Frame it! It. With, it came with the frame. <laughs> so, the burbs. <laughs> Hans Christian Anderson. Oh, that's a wonderful uh, <laughs> Christian name. I pulled the same quote on Holly last week. She didn't. She couldn't get it. Oh no! Came with the frame. Like, she loves that movie. It's like, come on! It's the burbs. <laughs> I watched that movie probably no joke, probably three or four times a year. I, I have not. I have not seen it in like five, ten years. Oh, it still holds up. It's great. I need to go Tom, back. Tom Hanks <clears throat> is great, but everyone is great in that. Bruce mm-hmm. Dern is great in that. You know. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, just everybody. Even Corey Feldman, in some small, weird fucking way, is great in that. And that's why today we're reviewing The Last American Virgin. Yeah. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, welcome well, to Movie Sucktastic episode 183. That's right. Joey's challenge to me, The Last American Virgin. Yeah, and my the the challenge the way the challenge worked uh, is the character from it. This could be the prequel to It Follows. <laughs> this movie, like for real, <laughs> this actually, is like the high school years of It Follows. Actually, I think this is the prequel to Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the ladies of the night and there's just uh, some uh, no, there's, there's some steep psychological damage taking place in this film. I think I, but uh, anyway, go ahead. But no, no, it's uh, (laughs) the way the challenge worked was uh, Scott challenged me to It Follows, and I challenged him to this film because the main character, the girl Jay, she one of her friends from uh, that she grew up with. um, I forget his name, but he just is in love with her, and you could tell he's in love with her, and, and longing is a word I would use. Very much, the only thing I could think of watching that film, uh, he's, he looks like this fucking guy from this movie, and it's like the same subplot where it's like he's after her, he's in love with her, he'll do anything for her, yeah. and I'm going to make everything better, can I help you? Which is exactly what this guy is in this movie, to a fucking T. Right, in now- re-watching it, it really confirmed that I made the right choice challenging this to you based on that thematic element. Sure, I'll give you that. I, I, I do feel the need to underline that in It Follows, which I did not like, Correct. Uh, the char- the character uh, that's fawning over this the lead female uh, is comes off as a very sad, pathetic, homely individual, right. whereas our hero Gary in The Last American Virgin comes off as more of a creepy, disturbed, borderline <laughs> sociopath. <laughs> Uh, yes, but he is, he does look, when he's around her, he's just got nothing but the puppy dog sad face. That's not There's a puppy, that one. No, that's not a puppy dog sad well, face. That's a he doesn't have that kind, he doesn't have that kind of a face. But yeah, that, that's the, that's if what I he's shooting a, for. That's what I, that's the, <laughs> if I get you in a dark alley where you're in trouble, look, that's the look he keeps giving her. No, 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 well, no, no. They were holed up for a whole week in the same house and. You know, she didn't. She didn't. Her head didn't end up in the freezer. That's so. because. That's because she bought. She 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 gave into the fantasy and let him. Uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> now, but this does, film, does do, But do they not look creepily alike? Like even down to almost the hairstyle. Uh, the two of them. But the hairstyle. I don't think they look alike. I think their attitude was alike. I mean, they're both skinny. I mean, no, I'll give I, you that. I, I I think they look a lot alike. Okay. I think I might have to do. Um, uh, like what I did with what's her face from Times Square, uh, Robin, what's her face, and the chick from um, Death Proof, uh-huh. where I said they looked alike and you disagreed, and then I put the picture together and they're almost identical. You go ahead. And do that. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm gonna do it because of you. Oh, good, good. Anyway, <laughs> so that would that 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 was my challenge to Scott based on that. Right now, now- moving on. Uh, as soon as, as soon as the film started, wait, 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 they just wait, wait. I, what? Before you get into the film, I just wanted to preface yeah, that. All right, go ahead. Uh, this is um, this is a remake of an Israeli film called Lemon Popsicle, from the same director, same director, same writer, same director, writer, same writer, yep. director uh, uh, and part of the Golan Globus. Uh, this is really what kicked off Golan Globus's like empire. Is a word I guess we could use for that. Well, it really kickstarted it. Because this is, before getting too deep in, into the review, this is a pretty good movie. No. No, no, no. It's a pretty good movie. No. I didn't say it was a great movie. <laughs> no, definitely not. Well, all right. Uh, okay. Let, let, let me say it differently. Okay. Compared to what Golden Globus released, this is, the, this is fucking Citizen Kane. No, they released okay? some good films. Like what? Runaway Train, Barfly. Golan Globus did Runaway Train? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, that was when they were like breaking. All right, the- so okay, so that, that that's probably the best thing they ever did, ever, ever. Oh, so I win. Okay. <laughs> you, yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, well, win's a strong word. <laughs> well, you you were saying the jumping into the film, starting off in the movie. Well, the music. I mean, if you're a fan of the of '80s music at all, the soundtrack to this is fantastic. It is a good soundtrack. But now, yeah, I I do have problems with it. Okay. The problems I have with the soundtrack here is not the actual songs. I love the songs. It's the fact that they're recycled like three times. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that in a movie before. Well, they can't afford you know a huge library. They're paying. They're not twenty. Songs. It says right in the trailer. There's twenty three hit songs. They could uh-huh. afford it. What they should have done was they should have fucking spaced them out a little better, instead of using the music too much to carry the film. Which is exactly what they did. Oh, sure, yeah. No they used it way too much to carry mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and, and, and that was the, the big reason why songs got recycled, because they, were, they, they played Open Arms by Journey three times. Three fucking times. That, that is too... That's too uh, when much they for did, any Journey song. Well, I like Journey. But when they did it a second time... I was taken aback. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What's going on here? And obviously the song fit the scene that they were using it for. Uh-huh. But it ju- they said, you just played this song 15 minutes ago. And they did it with three or four different songs where the songs were recycled so many times. Uh, they did it with Devo. They did it with Journey. I think they did it with that one love song uh, where it's talking about... I forget the, how the lyrics go, but it was essentially... Uh, I'm in love with you, and you know you're breaking my heart, and you're with that other guy. I think they used that three times. I think they used it at the end credits. It just <sighs> so I had a problem with that. I mean, I told myself I'd immediately take a star or a point off just for them recycling music so much. Mm-hmm. That 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 was just my pre-thinking. Sure. So you didn't like this film. I did not, and, and I, I think I don't, I don't like it based in the context of what it is. Now, uh, one thing you just mentioned, it does take place in the 80s and has a huge 80s soundtrack. The original film takes place in the 50s, as does a number right. of other teen comedies, uh, teen sex comedies that came out in the past before this and during this. Uh, 50s was a big time period for these type films. They decided to change the film to the 80s setting to get the 80s soundtrack in there. Must uh. be the 80s music was making a comeback in, in soundtracks at that time. However, I don't think anybody told set design or costume or makeup. Yeah, because everything else is modern day. <laughs> everything else is modern day, except their fucking hair and their styles and like the apartments. It's like everything's out of 1958. Right. And it's, one thing that I, I did notice is uh, they, they, they ripped off a couple of things from Porky's <laughs> out of this. Mainly uh, the one scene with the, the guy uh, peeping in through the into the girl's uh, shower. Well, now, I, I he, here's the thing. I have not seen the original Lemon Popsicle, uh, I, so I can't really speak to what if they ripped anything off from Porky's. Porky's. Oh, you, th- you think Porky's might have ripped it off from that? Because uh, Lemon Popsicle came out in '79, I think. '78, I believe. '78. Yeah, '78. Yeah. Now, is it possible that Porky's? Now, the scenes are totally different. I mean, it's not like anything happens in this that happens in Porky's, which I think... Oh, I it's think totally Porky's, different. Porky's is obviously a far superior film. Oh, of course. Uh, Porky's is... A, I, I think Porky's is a good movie. Uh, I think in, like, storytelling and everything up into and including how it handles the sex comedy. I would think uh, Porky's 3 is better than this. What? <laughs> oh, the, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, now, what, it's interesting you mention that because one thing that I... That um, this film is this, the plot's the exact same. So interestingly enough, I I think I should point out that a film that came out in the same year, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, obviously stole the the storyline about the girl uh, getting knocked up by the guy, right. and then the guy that's always going after keep... her, helps her with the abortion. Yep. Now, unlike uh, Lemon Popsicle or America, uh, Last American Virgin. He gets the girl after paying for abortion in yeah. past time, which I think is only fair. Uh, <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Even the price of the abortion in both films are almost identical too. 
It was $250 in this movie, and I believe it was 200 or 250 in Fast Times. Well, same year, I'm sure. That was the going rate for abortions at that point. You're right. <laughs> I, it's like someone got a hold of each other's script. <laughs> I, 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 the only thing that bothered me about the abortion scene where he takes her to the clinic, I understand the whole thing. It's impersonal and stuff. Yeah, maybe it is like that. I've never gone through that. But when he comes back and pays her the money, she like has her elbows on the desk. She just like opens it up and counts it in front of him, like, like folds it out. It. Yeah. And it's almost like, and she's like staring at the money. Like, did they play it a bit too much that like, like abortionists are like money hungry? Well, I loved <laughs> what, when she was talking to her before. She says, you know, there could have been things you could have done to uh, prevent this before that, you know, those few moments of pleasure. <laughs> it's like, whoa, lady. And this oh, is she feels we're... bad enough that you're going to vacuum out a kid out of her vagina. Or, not her vagina, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, that's probably how they're going in, yeah. but yeah, They're going know. in that way, but that's yes. not where it's coming out. That's it. Anyway, uh, not that I would know any of that, because I don't. But, I mean, that whole scene is a perfect example of why we need Planned Parenthood. Yeah, yeah. But. 30 years later. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. No. Um, so, yeah, I, there is a lot of overlap. And, again, I, I mean, you, you go back. It, it's not like they're doing anything uh, different. Teen comedies like this were around in the 70s. Uh, I mean, American Graffiti to less of an extent because it was less of a sex comedy. But right. I mean, that that stands that jumps to mind when you talk about when you see like Pseudo's 50s time period, Summer of 42, which wasn't necessarily a comedy. But it, all this, I mean, there, you, you could throw a rock and you'll hit a, a teen sex comedy in the 70s going into the 80s. Sure. Oh, and, this yeah. is, and this is even before direct video revolution with shit like uh, um, Snowballs and. Uh, joystick and shit like that, right. or they may even be sooner. I I'm not an expert on teen sex comedies, oddly enough, but <laughs> yeah, there you, it, it's hard not to compare this film to like Fast Times and Porky's, all coming out the same period. And the only thing this doesn't have that those have is um, any kind of charm whatsoever. There's nothing yeah, no, there really is. There's, there is not one likable person in this film either. Not, not everyone is person. one. Everyone is very hateable. You're, you're, you're correct in that, but I, I think it's. And now, one thing I won't say is I won't say that the characters didn't have distinct personalities. I thought they managed to pull that across, but oh, yeah. they don't. But they don't have. It's not. There's nothing. Uh, there's, there's nothing that uh, engages the viewer. It's they're really just there to carry on the series of scenes and jokes, <clears throat> and a lot of them aren't even like funny. Like they, they like they put. It's almost like they're trying to be true to life. And at some points, right. like you know, what? I don't want to know what true to life is when three kids buy a hooker. I I, I would rather have <laughs> and then rather, promptly get crabs. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd rather have the Porky's thing where they turn it into a huge prank. Uh, that's you know, the, well, good, let's have some fun with this shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like. It's just the that awkward silence as the one kid's humping in the room and the other two are watching. It's like, oh, jeez, yeah, this is uh, uncomfortable for me. And thank you for sharing. Well, so, yeah, yeah, I, but and then the sexual scene, the situations that are up. I mean, it a lot of some of the some of those scenes have that kind of summer of forty two feel, but without, but but in summer of forty two, there's like a lot more going on. It's it's much more uh, sympathetic or dramatic, and. For a, a, a for a teen sex comedy that ha that has stuff like the 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 um, measuring each ever uh, the the boys' penises in the locker room, probably right. the most disturbing scene in that film. Thank you. Yeah, the fact that they the entire men's room they were lined up and there was like zero issue with taking a ruler and just ah three inches ah this ah that oh my god victor yeah it's just uh, come on <laughs> it was pretty I, I i was uncomfortable now I'm like what the fuck i would like to point out a series of issues with gary that lead me to believe that he's the next ted bundy <laughs> okay all right first of all he has this weird fascination with sex but he's also afraid of it every time there's a situation that he wants that he's, he's constantly leering at women, but then when he actually gets opportunity of women like throwing themselves at him, the uh, the woman they delivered the pizza to, he delivered the pizza to, or the 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 other girls that you know want to hang out with them or do them and stuff, he's always repulsed by them because he he has this idea of just this one perfect girl that he keeps following around like a sick dog. Right. 
that is true. Well, when he delivers the pizza, he he could have totally banged the living shit out of her. Then go get his friends. <laughs> it, and and also, whenever there's a situation where where uh, he he's going to get involved sexually, he brings his male friends along. It's like, oh, yeah. I, oh, I this 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 uh this hot um housewife all alone wants to have sex with the pizza boy. Let me go back and get the guys. What? Okay. <laughs> Any other situation, it's like it's it's, it's it's the guys have to be involved, right? When there's actual chance of sex, when there's not chances of sex, you know, and then he, you know, he, to the point where the girl that he's got the hots for, he actually follows his friend and and spies on them having sex when they when they finally do at the uh, oh, right. ballpark. Yeah, I mean that's creepy enough. Then he's, uh, I, I'm assuming he volunteers to measure everybody's penises. For the tool contest. Well, he's the one doing it, but yeah. He... And and he's giddy about it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's totally into giddy. it. Now, I'm not saying that that means that he's a sick, twisted individual, but for a, for a supposed raging heterosexual who's trying at every chance to get, have sex, he seems much more comfortable handling guys than he does handling girls. Uh, yeah, it seems that way. Sure. So there, so there's a confusion. I'm not saying he's homosexual. I'm saying there's a confusion sexually wise where he's not comfortable with all this stuff. All or right? you're just reading way too much into it. I can't help it because the guy's <laughs> fucking creepy, and maybe that's why she senses this after spending a week with him. It's like, yeah, you know, maybe I'm better off with the with the asshole because at least knocked me up. Because at least at least he, you know, at least I can read him. This guy's like so, uh, you know, and and, and let's. Let's talk about. Oh, let me let me flock to your defense and like sell shit and steal shit to pay for your abortion when I really have little or nothing to do with you. Yeah. Well, you know what? In his I defense, think, before that happened, he tried to talk her down, saying he's his friend. It's just the way he is. He'll come around. He was just really trying to calm her down. And at that moment, it really sounded like. If they got back together, he would just go back to his brooding, like, oh, my God, I love her so much ways, but he would have been fine with it. I, but, but, but look, I mean, and this girl in a moment of weakness, like, takes this comfort from him, but after a whole week of him making breakfast for her and shit, it's like, yeah, this is a bit, what, what's the word? Clingy as hell? <laughs> clingy. And after That's a week a of word. that, he, yeah, I, I, clingy. Clingy is a word. Oh, yes. It's a good word. Ask Mare if clingy is a word. She'll tell you. That's a word. Are you trying to say something? No, I'm saying ask any woman if clingy <laughs> is a word, and they will tell you that's a word. Um, I wasn't contesting that it wasn't a word. I actually said look, it was a good word. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, was, I thought you said is that a word? Never mind. And no. After the week of, <laughs> after the week of like that, all of a sudden he's he's spending more money. That I don't know. Maybe he rolled a drifter at this point and yeah. buys. How did he get any more dollars? He had to borrow a hundred from his boss. To pay for the abortion, and then the next scene, he he's got eighty bucks to go buy a, 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 a like a locket. Yeah, I, when like, it, where I, the and fuck I don't did even, he get the extra eighty? I forget. Did he did he say what the engraving was? Uh, with love, uh, Karen with love. Yeah, um, to Karen soon. with love. Yeah, to Karen with love. Yeah, and he's soon. calling her his girlfriend right after that, and yeah. <laughs> I think it was the same week. Might even been the next day. It was soon, yeah. Uh, no, it was the same week. It was probably the next day because she said she was having a birthday party on Saturday while they were there. So it was, oh, that's there was right. no. That's right. There was it's like yeah. There's no stretch of time between okay, we're done with the the abortion weekend to let's go to your birthday party and and I'll propose to you or whatever the fuck he was planning on doing. <laughs> I just yeah. So I, this idea he, he's got this like visual this like. Uh, almost uh, delusional idea of the perfect love, but he really can't connect physically or emotionally with anybody. He, he's more, he, he has to like worship this person and that right. nothing, nothing pushes most people away than worshiping them because it's just creepy weird. And it's he's creepy, creepy weird. Creepy weird. Now, so, I mean, that's my take on him. I just think that he's going to, he might as well drive that car right to you know like uh, a side street and, and pick up a prostitute and kill them and just keep driving that's that's the end of the movie is it, it, it rolls it rolls right into uh, it just dr drives into their house like that that's, 
like the next movie after that is that one with Charlie Sheen where his friend starts like takes him on a killing spree. The Boys Next Door. That's it. It goes from the Last American Virgin to The Boys Next Door to Henry Ports of a Serial Killer. That's the track. There's no stopping. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> now, are there any, you, you mentioned the locker room. Well, we both mentioned the locker room scene where they're measuring penises. Yeah, uh, which ju- was just done, by the way. It's literally just done. Oh, man. Uh, I find interesting... Uh, you can kind of tell that this movie is, uh, like... It, it, uh, it's kind of strung together. Well, the cultural... There's a slight cultural... I mean, there, there, there is... Uh, I mean, there is a plot to the film, and it is put. It is strung together, but it just seems like it's, like, insert gag, music, plot. Oh, sure. Gag, yeah. music, plot. I mean, that's kind of like the way it's pieced together throughout the whole thing until you get to the very end, uh, the climax. So... Yeah, now, uh, when I now, said earlier, I go, it's a pretty good film. I, I stand by that. I, 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 no. I, I, listen, it's an 80s film. I kind of have a soft spot for all of them. Um, no. But I still think it's a pretty decent film, or pretty good film is the word I used. Uh, I'd watch it again. I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid, and I, I really liked it then. Uh, I found myself not, uh, not liking it as much as when I was a kid, but I found myself still enjoying the movie. It will go in my collection. I won't get rid of it. I will. I'll keep it. Um, now, the one scene there, there's there is a bit of a cultural. Um, Let's put it this way. Barrier. I'm not going to fight you on the score. Okay. <laughs> there's a weird cultural barrier because it is a, an Israeli film and a, an right. Israeli uh, writer director brought to America. So maybe I mean the fact that they couldn't get the '80s right with the '50s thing might be part of that. Uh, maybe. One glaring thing that I think. Uh, and I don't know what the origin of this is, but it has to have something to do with uh, being like raised in Israel as opposed to like any other like Western culture. When he goes to visit her in the hospital after she has the abortion, he brings her a fir tree and a bag of oranges. <laughs> That's well, you know she's got to get her vitamins. Uh, she's got to get her vitamin C in there. And the fir tree, in his defense. I don't know if no. it was Christmas time, but you no. see it in, in his grandmother's house decorated with Christmas lights and everything on it. Well, then what's with the fucking oranges? I, I that I can't I, I can only defend the fir tree. <laughs> I can't def- listen. Maybe she loves orange juice, fresh squeezed only. I don't I, know. <laughs> I think it's a Jewish thing that I'm not privy to. It I, maybe, maybe I think it's it's, it's got to be. It's the only explanation I can think of. That's and maybe they just snuck just, that in there, uh, you know, just to just sneak I, it in. I think I think they literally, he, like, originally, he literally just, like, photocopied the screenplay from the original to this and changed it around a bit, and that just ended up staying in, and nobody blinked. <laughs> it was like, yeah, he wants oranges. Get him oranges. He's an asshole. What do you want? Well, uh, you I know. mean, it, it does so, take place in California. They're, they're, you know, they do have some great oranges out there. I don't yeah, know. I, do, I don't know if they worship them like that, though, where it's a get well present. I don't think that, I don't think oranges have replaced the bouquet of flowers. I mean, I just. Probably. Well, no. I'm it's guessing. F- fir tree and oranges. It's kind of, it is a weird combination. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did like I did like the the first like date scene where they they lured the three girls to the, their house with with promise of uh, drugs. Yeah, well, and they gave them uh, what sweet and low. Sweet and low instead for, of cocaine for for, for cocaine instead of yeah. cocaine. <laughs> and they didn't know the difference because they didn't they've never done it. They're just trying to be cool. Uh, and, you know, and again on a on a human level. I like the idea that they're portraying that it's all these kids are all completely inexperienced, but all trying so hard to become adults so fast right. that they're, you know, they're, they're, no one's willing to admit, I have no idea what the fuck cocaine's supposed to do to you, or, right. you know, I can't, you know, no one's willing to admit it, no one's willing to admit it themselves, I, I but again, in a sex teen, in a teen sex comedy, I don't, I don't know if I want that kind of awkwardness in it, I think I'd rather have brashness and, uh, vulgarity at least it carries it on there's one scene that i rewrote while i was watching it in particular okay Which when one was that? um when whiny bitch gary uh gets drunk <laughs> at the party because oh the yeah girl, because the girl he's obsessed with is uh making out with his, his friend does this and, uh involve him uh driving home at some point oh, what mean, happens he, to him well, <laughs> after yeah. he drives home drunk yeah because yeah, he's, he's slamming drunk so his friend of course takes him to his car and lets him drive home because yeah. What you know? What's what are friends for? 
Well, I mean, is it the <laughs> friends don't Maybe. let friends drive drunk? Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Probably happened after this movie. <laughs> and so, he, and he gets home, and his parents are having a nice uh, social gathering, and they, they introduce him to their friends and tell them to say hi. And he's drunk off his ass, of course. So the one thing is, the one woman says, "I think you need a cold shower," and he says. Only if it's with you, Mrs. Krabappel, or whatever the hell her name was. Uh, I don't mean to put the Simpsons in there. And he, you know, kind <laughs> of like a ha ha. You know, I'll take you. I know what you want. And he and he does it, and there's a shock. And then like he sings to her for and leaves. And okay, it's it's almost it's barely shocking. Oh yeah. And all I could help think was if this was like Porky's or something a bit more sophisticated, which is weird to say. <laughs> that 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 would have came to fruition. Is that what you're saying? Well, not even it doesn't it didn't have to, but instead of just like him standing there awkwardly while everyone's staring at him, I would have had like him actually sitting down with the with the parents' friends and hitting on her over like the course of the evening. Yeah, sure. He's like, get it? Can I get you a drink, Miss Wilson? You know, <laughs> Miss Edgar's. Can I get you? Can I get you a cocktail? You know, just right. <laughs> even like I mean, like rubbing her shoulders out of nowhere, like pull a pull a George Bush on her. I mean, just that that to me would have been ten times funnier. And everybody trying to like half ignore him. And then I mean, then you could decide what's funnier, whether she actually takes him up on it and they find him in the bathroom or something, or if it's just the progression to the point where uh, everyone's just numbed from it. But that I, I thought that would have been a lot funnier. And it's like and and I. If, if I'm writing the scenes funnier in my head than what I'm watching on the screen, that's really two knocks against you. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought that... I, I I didn't rewrite the scene as much as you did, but I'm saying, okay, at what point does he puke on somebody? Or uh, at what point does he actually go through with uh, trying to get Mrs. Uh, whatever, Crabapple, <laughs> uh, like in bed or something? I want him to be sitting like next to her on the couch while they're discussing like maybe it's like a book club or something, and him like just like feeding her olives, <laughs> and she's not asking him to. You know, like it'll, like, like you know. Where, where did you get these olives? Don't worry about it. Just go with it. Just just drink. Just like, <laughs> just, like dragging his finger across her lips, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just play it out. I mean, I can, it'd I can, be it'd be funny if it was olive stuffed with blue cheese, and he's like pulling the blue cheese out with his finger, <laughs> smearing it on her face. Yes, you see, you're going with it even. Take it one step too far. Yeah. I mean, the film almost, and it feels like this in a lot of spots where it almost feels like they get to that point and then they're like, oh, shit, okay. And we got him drunk in front of all his parents' friends. What do we do now? I don't know. That's funny, right? But yeah, but now what do we do? (laughs) Right, yeah, and he ends up just dropping a tray of glasses. Oh, yeah, take this tray. My obviously drunk son, take this tray of glasses into the kitchen for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when they set that up, I'm like, okay, at what point does he drop that? Or, I said to myself, are they going to go... Because there's a couple of abrupt scenes where, uh, in the film, where things happen, and then the scene just ends. Like, nothing happens. Like, when they steal Victor's car, and they go out a, a night on the town, and they end up at the beach, and the car ends up in the water, and they're all frolicking in the water... And it just cuts to Victor going, bunch of assholes. And then it goes yeah. right to the next scene, like next day in school. It's like, wait a minute. I, I'm that, like, yeah, is I'm, that I'm, is that car just now at the bottom of the ocean? Did they get it out? Like, wh- what happened? I'm waiting for the next scene where they're all being handcuffed because Victor's not an idiot. He called the fucking cops and reported stolen 10 minutes later. Right. <laughs> but no, he's sitting on the curb with like uh, 11 Coca-Colas. <laughs> Because <laughs> they they told him to get coke for the rum. Yeah, and again, it's it's weird for me. I, I, when app when American Pie came out. I mean, I looked past the sex with the pie part, and I I always said that that film really had a lot going for it. Even the two sequels I thought were decent. Uh, where that they I really, didn't mind them. I thought they were okay. no. I I thought they were good. I thought they were. I I always considered them remakes, a remake or a reboot of Porky's without actually saying so. Right. And 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 that just just the whole just as far as although. Like, if, if I have anything against either of those films, I thought Stifler was over the top in both of the sequels. Sure, I mean, but that you, you're just going to be. The, I, but I don't have. Other than that, I thought they were good. I mean, but yeah. he was just like, okay, you're an asshole. We know that, but how can you be the biggest asshole ever? And it just was a little too much, mm-hmm. you know. Like in the third film, where he's like breaks in, not breaks into the house, but he kind of crashes the party. And just starts making <laughs> like noises and like grabbing cake and eating it with his hands. It's like, come on, really? 
<laughs> anyway. But right, so, but so I mean, comparing this to stuff like that, which I think really have, you know, great screen structure, great characterization, great dialogue, uh, and and they also like Porky's. This is the exact same thing you're talking about. You know, set up joke, set up joke, set up joke. Except it flows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like a movie. Porky's and, is one of my favorite films, or favorite yeah. comedies, I should say that, not favorite it's, movies. It's right up there. Yeah, it's up there. So, it's great. And I'm not a Fast Times at Ridgemont High fan. I get, but that even that is superior to this in a lot of ways. And maybe sure. it's because, you know, again, this is a a low budget exploitation film remake of a low budget exploitation film. I don't know why my expectations are so high. Well, you got to remember too. I mean, at the time, this was the kind of film that was being made every spring and summer. Or right. being released. But. It was just, it was the thing to do. Teen sex comedy, comedy, teen sex comedy. It was, yeah. that's it. So they were churning them out. It's very much like what they do nowadays. Or like it never stopped. But it's, once they get a, a, a topic or a genre of film that's actually successful, you'll see fucking ten of them. Sure, that's why, we're, know, still it, doing, that's why we're still doing found footage horror films. Yeah, I can't wait to, for yeah. that to fucking end. Keep waiting, sir. Gallows 2, I think, is coming out. Well, you know what it is? They're cheap. They're really cheap, and nothing loses money anymore. So they'll, they'll make them forever. There's always going to be an audience for it, and they'll churn them out for you know, half a million dollars or you know, a million bucks. And you know, just in sales and rentals and VOD, uh, it'll make five times that. It'll I'll, always I'll be a profitable, you know... I'll take ten of those over one Jurassic World, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but all, all I'm saying is, but you are correct. This is the kind of thing that was coming out every year, and especially more so when video uh, rentals oh, yeah. became a major thing. But my point is, with that, a lot of them were being done better. And considering the fact that this was a remake of a film from four years previous, they had a lot of time to improve the quality, and they didn't. No, well, it's just Men and Golan, so and Golan Globus. That's just what they did. Uh, right. But with that said, I still think this is one of the better films that they've made. Oh, no. <laughs> Other than Runaway Train, which I really didn't realize was a, a Golan Globus film, what other films do they have that's better than this? I would watch He-Man Masters of the Universe again over this. Stop. I would. No. <laughs> Listen, the, and the reason why I'm going to disagree with you on that is I watched... The, the cartoon religiously as a child. I had the action yep. figures. I loved the show. I went to the really movies. Gonna, you, I, I went to the theater. Hold on! Are you really going to compare the cartoon to the movie? No. Uh, no. What I'm saying is... Can I finish? <laughs> I I, I, I'm finish? waiting. You're not. You're, you're sitting there judging. <laughs> I'm sitting quietly looking at you. Continue. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, because I was so big into it, any film that they made, if it wasn't, if it wasn't perfect, to me, was going to suck. And that 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 film was so fucking bad. There's being such a fan of the the cartoon and having all the action figures and just being a kid, that and that movie being made probably five years too late. Um, it just no. Sorry, I'd watch this over He Man. I'd watch uh, that Chuck Norris film over this one, Golden Globus. Missing Action, Delta Force. Delta Force. I would watch Delta Force over this one. <laughs> yes, that that's how far I'm going. Yeah, wasn't Delta Force directed by uh, Menem Golan? I believe I I don't remember. If I remember um, from the documentary Electric Boogaloo, it was. Not because yeah. this film is bad, but that because this film is just. They're two different types of movies, too. So, well, obviously, but what obviously. I'm saying is this film is completely uninspiring and boring, and there's like, even there's, it's not bad enough to be bad good. It's just kind of annoying. I wonder if I can get still get the soundtrack to this film. You know what's even more annoying? Just pick up any '80s compilation. I'm sure that's the soundtrack. What's well, even more? I mean, there, there, you could probably piece the soundtrack together just from any greatest hits you might have accumulated through the years. That too. was kind of. That was kind of the. I friend. guess I said the same thing you did, but different. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. The, the most annoying thing is that the only person in this film that I could spot that did anything besides Brian Peck, who was Scuzz in Return of the Living Dead, is D Diane Franklin, 
who went on to be the, one of the princesses in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and, and was the French girl from Better Off Dead. There you go. So, and, so the whole film, I'm thinking, I could be watching Better Off Dead. I, I really could. <laughs> Gee, Ricky, I'm sorry your mom exploded. You know, it's just... <laughs> You know, yeah, she but, didn't do much after that, though. Uh, not, not really. Not, not t- TV stuff. Just like I, the, the I lead. wonder why, though. I mean, she was creepy. Gary, oh, he's played by uh, Lawrence. Obviously Ma- popular. Lawrence Monason, Monos. I cannot pronounce his last name. Uh, but Monason. After, yeah, at, whatever. After this, he went on to play um, a bit part in Friday the Thirteenth Four, the final chapter. Uh huh. Then did like I think he played a bit character in Mask, and after that was like all TV too. Everybody else just kind of faded away. Uh, Brian Peck's been in some good stuff, but really, um, Return of the Living Dead was you know. What about uh, the guy uh, Troy from Goonies? The guy that get knocked up the girl. Yeah, but that's it, Troy. Like that's it. Was was that it? He didn't do anything else after that. Not not that I saw. I mean, if you you could, you could correct me on that one, but I'm pretty sure I did, all I saw was Goonies and then. Is he still alive? You know what? Because I think it's the only film I've ever seen where you could say, "Oh, look, it's Troy from Goonies." I've never said that before. <laughs> but that so was that's a good sign. He he did that like five years later, <laughs> or uh, Goonies is eighty uh, three years later. He did uh, Goonies in eighty five. So, yeah, Diane Franklin. Brian what, what, Peck. What did Brian Peck he? do again? He's got to be he was, in his 50s. He was the guy with the, the yellow mohawk in Return of the Living Dead, Scuzz. Oh, that's right. And he's done some other stuff, too. He's been in other films since then. Yeah, again, mostly second secondary characters, bit parts, that kind of stuff. Um, I was trying to look how old that guy is. Uh, he was born in 58. Steve Anton is his name. Yeah, he was born in 58, so... Huh. He's already like in his twenties. When he's he hasn't, in this he hasn't one. done anything since nineteen ninety eight, except rewatch the Goonies <laughs> and crying into a, into a paper towel. Oh, he was Rick in the survival quest. I never saw that. Goonies. Today, out of nowhere, I just thought of uh, that that I don't own my science project. Oh, I don't think I do either. I'm like, I got to get that if it's available. I think it is on Blu- I don't know if it's on Blu-ray yet. I might have to yeah, just get the DVD. The fact that we're now talking about other films means that the review is over. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say? I mean... <sighs> I, do, I do not have my science project to see. Uh, there really isn't much to say. I, again, I mean, I if given the choice to watch Blu-ray. this film again, I would say, well, you know, can we watch Porky's instead? Or even Fast Times. But it's just, there's nothing original here compared to any other film happening the same time period. Right. And if, if anything here is original, it was already ripped off from the first film for Fast Times. Yeah, it seems that way, that's for sure. Yeah. So, that's, you know, that's all I got to say about that. Rating-wise, I, I really wouldn't give it more than a five. Uh, yeah, I think a five. I, I would give it a six if the music wasn't recycled so much. That really um, bugged you. It, it fucking bugged the shit out of me. Uh, I, I love music, and there's a lot of great music in this movie, but the fact that they're reusing the same songs over and over and over, um, it I, just it takes me out. You know, I, I rely on music. In a weak film, you can rely on music to help move it along, and that's exactly what they did in this, But and they were using great music to do it. Um and I'm surprised that this film actually made it out on the Blu-ray. They didn't have any of the, uh, the copyright issues that a lot of other films still have to this day, like the wildlife and, and what heavy metal uh, and fast times had for a long time. Uh, they had all these music right issues, and then it took years for them to even come out uh, you know, after Laserdisc and VHS to even DVD. And the wildlife never even, it hasn't even made it to DVD because it's been in copyright forever. It, that, that's a film that when it gets released, it'll go right from uh, Laserdisc to, straight to uh, whatever the medium we're using, whether it be Blu-ray or something new. So it'll that's, go from that's, that to that, something else. That's, well, I'm just saying that's the, how large the gap is. Don't be a dick. 
that's how large the gap is uh, um, the copyright issue is for may, maybe it's because those other films they, they were pulling from a larger library where this really lower end film was just pretty much the most common available cheapest songs you know journey but, devo but, come but on they're great songs I'm not saying I'm not saying some of the soundtrack's not good, but I'm just saying that they're probably more readily available songs that don't have a lot of contested soundtrack issues. Uh, you know, they're not bouncing around a bit. You know, these are like uh, your your um, your catalog, your studio catalog songs. And and that might be true. And that might be true. But the 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 artists that they did use in this were pretty fucking big. Blondie, all, Cars, all can, you know, the Police. I mean, come on. Yeah, pretty fucking big but, artists. But also very common to an extent i don't know Cop- copyrights I, I don't copyright know. whether it's some fucking nobody band or some top band which since, is mostly the soundtrack since i don't know anything about music i, I really have nothing else to add to that except okay. all, all i can see is like a long shot of a back of a couch in the back of your head and a television and all you hear in the distance is they're playing that journey song again <laughs> third time the hands the, the hands wave up that's the third time <laughs> Uh, I, I I didn't say it out loud because I watch it myself. I mean, that's what makes I mean, it better. That makes me seem better. <laughs> Motherfucker, that's like the four. That's four. Four journey. <laughs> you didn't notice that they recycled music that bad. I did not. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that 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 just that's fine. That, no. I mean, that just goes to show. Uh, Scott likes music, but could probably live without it. <laughs> You, you know what, too? Like, Whereas three, I'm the I'm the complete opposite. I, three, I really love music. The thing is, three songs in, I'm like, okay, this is a soundtrack movie. I can ignore the music for the rest of the film because I know they're going to be playing a different 80s song every ten and a half minutes. And that's so, almost true. Yeah, so so <laughs> that's it. It's 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 like I'm not even paying attention anymore. Every now, you know, oh, Devo, great. You know, it, it, yeah, that's, that's all. almost true. Maybe, maybe maybe if the film had more to grab my attention, I might have cared. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I mean, we, we, even when we watched Venom, I was like, what's with this opening soundtrack? That doesn't fit the film. So, yeah, I do I do notice music in films, but in this case, it's just, it's okay. They're just going to squeeze this shit in wherever they can. It, it, it's not adding anything to the film whatsoever. Right. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I wouldn't go four stars because I, I don't think it's poorly written. I just think it's blandly written. <clears throat> Oh yeah, no four stars. Yeah, the, the, I, I'd say five. This is an av- average movie. Very um, uh, uh, agonizingly average. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, um, so that's five stars. Demographic. There's only there's only like five thousand user reviews. Is that it? Oh yeah. That's it. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is odd. All right, all right. Now to be fair, the average uh, review for. Uh, under 18 is 5.8. The average male review under 18 is 6.0. Okay. The, un- the average under 18 female is 8.5. <laughs> but only three males under 18 have reviewed this film, and only two girls under 18 have reviewed it. So I think that kind of skews the average a bit. A little bit. <laughs> Everybody else that was like old enough—that's you know old enough to either be used to this kind of film already or grew up. You know when this was out, it's right. averaged like six, six, and uh, right across the board. Uh, if you're 45 or older, you gave this film an average of 5.9. F- male, female, doesn't matter. Five is eh, 5.9. <laughs> and apparently, uh, no, I'm oh, two IMDb staff rated this film four. Fucking snobs. <laughs> Fucking IMDb snobs. Snobs. They're probably like you. Yeah, I'd just rather watch Porky's. Fuck this movie. Four. I, I don't like, listen. Think you're like, supposed to, see, you know, review it for what it is. You're not just supposed to completely shit on it. It does have some redeeming qualities to it. I don't think there was a believable character arc. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, okay. So five it is. Five it is. Already done. All right. Um, now, now. Your chin- my challenge. Can I guess? You're probably going to guess it, but I'm going to okay. go ahead and, and say that one of the one of the challenges I could have given you that I was kind of tempted to do 
Hmm. But I couldn't remember if he reviewed the film or not. Was uh, <laughs> <laughs> was following um, Brian Peck in doing re- one of the Return of the Living Dead. So I was thinking Return of the Living Dead Part 2 because he's actually in all three. He wasn't we, just in the first Return of the Living Dead. Right. Um, I, I feel not, like we did too. I, no, the, the reason why you feel that way... Uh, zombie episode? Be- we've, we've mentioned it through the episodes, but we've never yeah. done a formal review of it. Uh-huh. But I think the reason why you might think we have is because you... When, when I did the Fear the 13 article for my, for my work... Uh, there was three of us that wrote a bunch of different reviews for a bunch of different films. And you did one on Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I'm so, talking part two. I feel no, like. No, no, I, I know you're talking part two, but I have a feeling that you might be subconsciously thinking no. that uh, of that. No. no only, okay. only reason because my reaction to part two would be far different than my reaction to the first <laughs> well, one. Well, of course. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, but no, okay. we've we've never reviewed Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Okay, so we've never reviewed pos- any of them. That that was a possible um, choice, and I almost did that. Okay. Then, uh, if anything, it? if we were closer to Halloween, I would I would probably ma- change your mind. Yeah, um, that would be a good one to do. And then I had another one that I was thinking of doing. It was going to be a, a remake one, and I can't remember which one it was. Somebody was in a film that they remade recently, and I was thinking we've already done Terror Vision, which uh, correct, which Di- which Diane Franklin was in as well, and somebody from this movie was in something else that was remade, and I can't fucking remember now, and that's going to irritate me because I was like, it could have been like we could have reviewed that film and the remake. Oh, um, what's her, uh, the uh, the the uh, sexy? I think it was the sexy. Um, Housewife? She Carmella? was in death. Uh, no, Lu- Louisa Moritz is the actress. I think she was the housewife, the, the one in the black lace. You know what I'm talking about, right? Black lace. The housewife that almost slept with that, that slept with him in the movie. The one that delivered pizza, that they deliver were delivering pizza to. Right. She's the only housewife they slept with. I said Carmella. Well, all right, fine. Her I, name I just, was Carmella. Sorry. This the actress. I'm talking about the actress's name is Louisa Moritz. Yeah, but her name in the film was Carmella. And when I said that, you didn't say anything. So I, I just assumed I didn't hear it you because I was... Cause it, it's I, okay. I, I, it's all right. Yes. Okay. So she, what did she, she was do? In, she was in Death Race 2000. Oh, she was. So I was thinking we could, I could do that and we could review that and Death Race, the remake. Oh, God. Uh, but I'm not doing that either. So instead of tracing an actor or an actress, I'm challenging you based on a specific theme. Theme. And I will okay. and I will give you one guess. One guess. Do I, one guess. Do I get a hint at least? Not 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 before the first guess. I'll give you another guess after I if I give have to give you. A, so it's based on theme. So a, a, a not not the overall theme, a specific theme in the film. It's not the it's not the main theme in the movie. It's not sex no, comedy. No, 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 I, I got it. I got it. Um, but there's a specific thing happening in the film that I'm gonna go off of. Don't think too hard. I'm thinking too hard. If I give I you mean, the hint, you're gonna get it. Maybe not. I don't know. No, no, uh, you get. I'm telling you. If I give you this hint, you're gonna get it. Well, if you give me the hint, I'm gonna be embarrassed if I don't get it now. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't. I'm telling you, if I give you this hint, you're going to get it. Take it. You want right. to take any kind of stab or? Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned Henry, but I don't think it, there's not the, the, the there's not a thematic part in this film like that. You just saw. Right. Uh, that, that. No, yeah. My, my, yeah. my take on the psychological uh, profile of the main character <laughs> has nothing to do with the challenge. Uh, it, may, maybe like, all the, the partying that they did. Uh, maybe it is linked to the main character, though. It is linked it is, to the main character. It, yeah, the main, it is linked to the main character. This isn't some really obscure thing that happened like for three seconds of the film. Theme based on the main character, linked for your challenge. I don't know. Valley Girl? Ooh, wow, I should have thought of that. Damn, I've never seen that. Uh, too <laughs> bad. Uh, I'll give you one hint. Okay. Extra anchovies. Fuck you. Come on. Lover boy. Lover boy. 
pizza uh, delivery. That, you know what? That 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 is a good challenge. Of course it is. Yeah, I well, love you. I told you you'd get that. <laughs> yeah, and again, plus it has a strong Italian American character in the film. Oh th yes, it no stop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking lover boy. God, and I don't. So I, there's I, so many things I can branch off of that as a challenge. I, I might have I to just, start thinking about it now. You got You have to admit we don't review nearly enough Patrick Dempsey films. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can't buy me love was always one of my favorites. Oh sure. Uh, the girl that was in that film, um, the love interest. I think she committed suicide recently. Yeah, really? they, or they she OD'd on uh, on something just recently, like it just recently happened, like a month or two ago. No, I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so Lover Boy. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> you could I be the love doctor of Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> and Robert Ginty is in there. We've already done like two Robert Ginty movies. I mean, there's. It, Maybe the challenge won't be as easy as I'm thinking. <laughs> well, you know, and also, I haven't seen this film since high school. I'll be honest. So I haven't seen it in a long time either. Uh, <laughs> does Does Jinty have a flamethrower in this one? Uh, not Not as far as I know. Okay. Not as far as I know. <laughs> if he does, he uses it more than in the first film. <laughs> because come on, that's the a given. The pizza delivery boys having sex. It, it's an obvious link. Yeah. I'm. A, I, oh man. All right. I'm gonna have to make this challenge good after I see Lover Boy. That's right. And uh, we are not recording next week because I will be in Hershey. Uh, next uh, week. Okay. That's fine. That is fine. What's next week anyway? I don't think I would have canceled, but it's gonna Sweet. be busy for me next week anyway. So it the week works after out. this one. Yeah. Yeah. So what's today? The uh, today's the tenth, the seventeenth. We'll, we'll, we'll be recording again on the twenty fourth. Right. Sounds good. Just two days before my birthday. Nice. Yeah, nice. nice. Oh, it's a very nice. It's <laughs> it's funny. Scott hasn't given me my birthday gift yet. It's and sitting over there. It's right yeah, up looking at. Well, but the thing is, it's so <laughs> close to his birthday that. I almost can bring his gift. We're hanging out Saturday. I can almost bring you your gift Saturday. It okay. hasn't come. It hasn't come in yet, but it might. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. I I think we're done. I think this is a nice tight little episode. I I, I think so too. Scott and I are gonna go kill things uh, online. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. We haven't yeah. figured out what we're gonna do yet, though. Doesn't matter. Does, it really doesn't matter. Kill, kill, kill. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Episode 183 of Movie Sucktastic. As always, thank you for joining us. Uh, all right, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, I changed all the backgrounds. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes, I did. I, I kept a couple. I kept the Jim Cotta one. And uh, keep, I, I kept the uh, creep show one because I love that one so much. Uh, but I put uh, like six brand new ones, um, and I, I like them; they look good. Anyway, that really has nothing to do with what I'm saying. But you can go to our website and you can listen to the show live every week, every and Thursday, and you can see the new backgrounds uh, every week, eight o'clock Thursdays, except for next week, <laughs> the week after that. Uh, you can listen to the show live that way, or you can download the show uh, anytime you want. They're all there. Uh, you can download the show right to your uh, favorite uh, iPod, MP3 device, whatever you use, your phone, doesn't matter. You can go to iTunes.com and you can download the show or listen to the show right there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash MovieSucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr page at MovieSucktastic.tumblr.com which I see Scott is starting to update. You can also leave yeah, us voicemail. Yeah, you, you don't have to say it like that. Scott's updating the Tumblr. It's awesome. Is that better? <laughs> but much no? better. 
Not much like, better. Oh, Scott finally got around to doing that. That really doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't. Help. Well, it's not like I said. Hey, Scott, I'm still waiting for those audio bookends that uh, that we've been talking I, about for probably I, a year. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. That's why I, I don't have them. <laughs> Uh, you can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. 908-514-4470. You, if you want to leave us an email, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, you can also download the free Android app for your phone, tablet, phablet, yes. whatever you want to call it. Don't, don't uh, call it app. Yeah, and... You can also, uh, pretty soon, I'll be uh, doing the mobile version of the site for all you iPhone users. So I hear? Yeah, I keep saying it. I know. It won't take as long as the audio book ends, but, you know. <laughs> you, know what's a, you know what I found funny, real quick? The scene where they see the hooker? Everyone gets naked in this movie except the hooker. Did you notice that? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen everyone's tits except the hooker's. She's classy, that's why. Is that what it is? Yeah, she she gave it. everyone crabs, but... Uh, classy, not clean. Well, yeah. Alright, everybody. Uh, do you have any wisdom for us, Scott? I love you! That's that's not even from this review. It doesn't matter. It's in my head now. I can't, I can't shake it. <laughs> there's, nothing, okay. there's nothing quotable from this film. That's how bad it is. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Well, maybe. Yeah, you, We're not. Soon. But next it's episode. just what I say. It's what I say every week, God damn it. Ne- next, next episode, we'll talk to you. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. See? You let the music run out. Just be quiet, and it'll be... See? Shh. No. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. No. No. <laughs> you just, you can't. No. No, I know. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>